0: The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give.
1: I am Emily Swallow, also known as the Armorer on The Mandalorian. And I'm just giving a little shout out to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast because this is the way.
0: Execute episode 66. Execute. Order 66
2: (laughs) Now you will experience The full power Of the dark side
0: I find your lack of faith Disturbing
2: Jedi scum The dark side of the force Is a pathway to many abilities Some consider to be Unnatural There's been an awakening
1: have
0: you found it? <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter, a.k.a. Father Fett, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meanings. Today we're beginning a series of character-devoted episodes as we are in the lull between new episodes of any upcoming Star Wars shows, and so we wanted to do something a little bit different than what we normally do, and we wanted to have some fun with this. So today we are going to be focused on the villain of the entire Skywalker saga. So villains are essential to any good story. They set up the conflict of the heroes and give us reasons to to root for them. Um, Frankly, they make stories more interesting and not boring. So... We are going to be looking at the Dark Lord of the Sith himself tonight, Emperor Palpatine. And joining good, me,
1: good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: do it, do it. Uh, joining me on the panel tonight. First up, we do have Angela Ciolana, who did a very um, good impression of the
1: Emperor. Was it? I don't think it was. He <laughs> was just having fun. Hello, everyone.
2: Second up, we have Mike Creevy. By the way, everyone, when when Father uh, presented this idea to us, I think all of us were, were uh, thinking deep down, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And third and finally this evening is Andrew Hermes. Hello.
0: Hello. Hello. So before we get into any discussion on Palpatine, though, there are just a couple of, of news things that I wanted to mention to you guys. Um, first of all, of course. New Year twenty twenty one and with that came uh the end of The Mandalorian. So, like I mentioned, there's a kind of this lull in T V shows. But to kind of fill that lull in TV shows, Star Wars has launched uh the, the High Republic saga of storytelling. So this is a, a storyline that is set hundreds of years before episode one and it's a combination of books, novels, young adult books, um kid books. Comics, and they all are staying in that medium, and so it's the story of you know this nefarious plot in in the High Republic era. So I'm super excited about it. I've already picked up uh, the the books that were available early in January, and I'm starting to read through them. In fact, this is one of them. Uh, this is actually the kids' book, so you can. It's got like I'm showing it off to to my co-host, but there's like illustrations, and um, it's kind of fun. So, uh, are you guys interested in, in jumping into that? Uh, have you picked up those books? Are you a fan of that realm of storytelling? Uh, I do plan on reading the comic book. I am hearing,
3: I mean, good things about the, the, the actual book, the novel, hearing some mixed things here and there, but mostly positive. So, uh, I haven't been, I haven't read a star book, star Wars novel in a long time, but, um. You know, I think if uh, if I'm invested enough into this High Republic uh, storyline, I I might dive into that one.
1: Yeah, I've heard really great things about uh, Light of the Jedi, um, that if you are just looking for an avenue to just jump into Star Wars, period, that it's a really good place to start because it even goes into like, what is the force and what is a Jedi and like just basics. So you don't have to be familiar with anything, really. Um, so I think that's pretty neat. So I'm definitely considering how and when I'm going to um, <laughs> get know. into that because I know eventually I will for sure.
2: Yeah, and I'm excited. I, I told um, I was telling the guys before we started recording that uh, I messed up again with my Libby library app and waited. So now like the wait on getting that is like 10, 12 weeks, something like that. So I'll, I'll just probably buy it Um but uh, the, the thing is, I, I'm a little hazy. I just saw this the other day, but I don't have it in front of me. Is it uh, again? High Republic. Is this they say is it 200? I think 200 years yes. I'm, yeah. before episode one. OK, because <laughs> yes. early on, like the rumors, you know, the rumor mill like a year or so ago was was putting it more like 400. So I wasn't sure what they had settled on. Um, so, again, that's cool that you've got, you know, Yoda will be around somewhere, mm-hmm. but but not center stage. So, you know, you have some continuity there. So that'll be kind of cool.
0: Yeah and I think that's probably one of the uh, the aspects of the the series that is appealing is that these are all new characters minus Yoda but you like all the characters that I've encountered so far in light of the Jedi I've never met before so it's a it's a new story uh new Jedi uh really you know kind of Jedi at their prime and I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm I am burnt out from the Skywalker saga. <laughs> so to have to have a story that is isolated from from that major plot is is also really appealing to to a lot of people right now. So. So hopefully um, I'll have to talk to my co-hosts and I would love to do a High Republic uh, podcast episode somewhere down the line once it, we're free to talk spoilers and stuff of those those books and of course we all have to read or pick up some of those stories so so we'll see what happens with that but hopefully we can make something like that work the other news thing that launched uh this past couple of weeks was uh lucas Lucasfilm games was re sort of relaunched um this is kind of a Standover from Lucas Arts, which was the game division prior to the Disney purchase of Lucasfilm, so Lucasfilm Games is now—they've rebranded themselves—and they're going to be working with different companies and producing new Star Wars uh, games going forward.
2: So, by the way, I hope this isn't like heresy or something, but but it, within within house of Lucasfilm, they're doing the Indiana Jones game that they're advertising yep. now yep. too, right? Yep. Okay, because that I'm like ridiculously excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> as well so that's just good news all around yeah so uh, go ahead andrew oh i was just gonna say as a fan
3: of a lot of lucas arts games growing Mm -hmm. up i kind of wish they kept the name lucas (laughs) arts just for the nostalgia (laughs) but um you know i'll take it
2: yep
0: yeah i think that there's some some good things there rather than just going strictly with ea which did um uh squad star wars squadrons so this opens it up. Apparently there's a new open world Star Wars game in development. So that right. that should be a lot of a lot of fun too once that once that comes out. So lots of good things there as well. So we come to the point of the episode tonight. We're going to be talking about the Emperor himself. So before we jump into the Emperor Palpatine, I just want to point out that I've met Ian McDermott, and he is like the nicest guy you could ever meet and he plays the most evil character imaginable so the actor behind the the evil is is such a cool guy now nah, he's he's that's why he's so evil he he seems nice
1: <laughs> yeah he he can play the sweet you know grandfatherly side of of palpatine very well um so yeah i think that definitely adds to the the dual um character or the dual, the two sides of 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 Palpatine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, just to give a brief overview of the character, I'm going to read this from Wikipedia because I can't. Uh, there's, I can't uh, <laughs> summarize this better than than Wikipedia. So, um, for those, of course, who kind of want a refresher on his just his huge story, this is it in a one paragraph uh, summary. Uh, Darth Sidious, born Sheev Palpatine, and also known simply as the Emperor, was a human male Dark Lord of the Sith who reigned over the galaxy as Galactic Emperor of the First Galactic Empire, rising to power in the Galactic Senate as the Senator of Naboo. The manipulative Sith Lord cultivated two identities, Sidious and Palpatine, using both to further his political career. He masterminded the Clone Wars in order to gain dictatorial powers during the final years of the Galactic Republic. After the fall of the Jedi Order, Sidious established a reign lasting from roughly 19 years before the Battle of Yavin until his seemingly demise in uh, four years after the Battle of Yavin. So, Episode 4. Death was not the end for Sidious, however, as the dark side of the Force was a pathway to abilities that made his return possible. And of course, that story is played out in The Rise of Skywalker, where he ultimately ends uh, with with Ray. What makes him such a good villain is the first question to throw out there.
1: Um, I would say that it's because he is just evil and there's nothing um, you know at the at the beginning of Star Wars, George Lucas made it very black and white. Um, which was very much based on like the serial um, series that, you know, he watched as a kid that he wanted to make Star Wars into. And in those shows, it was like, this is the bad guy, this is the good guy, you know, good guy, bad guy, they fight, and in the end, the good guy wins. So um, it was always clear that Palpatine was evil. And um, there was no backstory to kind of like humanize him or anything like that. You know, we didn't know like his struggles as a young person or whatever. Like we kind of knew where he came from and, you know, more or less like sort of like a just just enough to kind of make him a character. But otherwise, it was just he's he's that evil guy in, in the hood. And, you know, he had that guttural kind of. Voice and um, wrinkly and disfigured and obviously everything that we, you know, um, that we associate with being evil.
2: The voice too wasn't the original plan. I I, I heard because so, you know they had right. the, uh, the was it was it I think it was Irvin Kirshner's wife that they put in makeup, like to put to in Empire Strikes Back to to stand in and everything, and it was just so weird looking. I still remember what that looked like, and I'm sure you guys do too. And, you know, people who don't, you know, you can go back on YouTube and see those comparison videos where you see um, what the original, like, hologram of the Emperor looked like the first time you saw him. Um, but then when it rolls around and it's him, I, I think he was, I think he was only, like, 38 or 39 or something when they made Return of the Jedi. Or he was, I think he was under 40. And what's so funny is he's so decrepit looking. Like, I've always wondered, mm-hmm. like, how, like, clearly, like, Lucas was, like, really opening up any possibility you know for the next 40 years you know that they would maybe be able to fit him back (laughs) in um but the the voice he adopted i don't remember it was in a documentary i saw and i didn't write this down but i just remember he said something about like that's that wasn't the voice that they originally had in mind and that like ian kind of worked on that and i don't recall ever hearing what it was based on or anything but it just has a real sinister cackling kind of attribute to it you know so
1: it was based on um originally he was supposed to have a deeper voice than darth vader but um ian mcdermott actually used this japanese theater technique to Hmm. uh project from your stomach and that's what gave it that um that that voice that we know today
0: well and what's crazy about the the actor is well, when you just think about it, when he when he acted in episodes four, five and six, he then went and portrayed Palpatine as a younger man in episodes mm-hmm. one, two and three <laughs> and mm-hmm. then goes back to portray him as an even older like 120 or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like as an actor. He got to play his character from like this vast array of, of years, yeah. which is which is just kind of fun. Yeah. And, and that's that's part of what makes him such a good villain and
3: it's that the the scope of his evil his villainy <laughs> is is almost as big as the scope of Star Wars because he kind of crosses you know all the all the you know all the movies and and the animated series uh and he, he, you know he's the the puppet master you know he he's you know when you think of the greatest villains like in movies in general, you think of, you think of him, you think of obviously Darth Vader and you think of like the Joker, he's like the opposite of the Joker. You know, the Joker is like, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, do I look like a guy with a plan? Like he, this guy had like the plan, like, (laughs) and, and that's what, what makes him so amazing. And, you know, for me personally, I, 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 go back and forth between him and, and Darth Vader as, as like my favorite characters, period in star Wars. Um, I think after, Rise of Skywalker, it's definitively Vader, but, (laughs) (laughs) but Palpatine, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I know we'll get into like uh, all his like, you know, greatest moments and stuff, but if you think about what he accomplished and and how he did it, I mean, he was Mm -hmm. the one, seemingly the only one that, that that realized like where the the Jedi were falling short and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and really took advantage of their weaknesses and their, their hubris and, you know, uh, uh, and, and pitted it against them and, and took their one, you know, literally the chosen one and, and it took that, that person took Anakin and, and totally turned him against, you know, the Jedi order and, and made, made him, made himself the only person he could trust. Um, and after, after Padme dying, There was no one that saw any good in Anakin anymore. So he kind of accomplished that, you know, that, that feat and, and changed the course of, uh, you know, the, the, the galaxy. Um, and, and, uh, it it really, I mean, he did it with politics. He did it with, you know, manipulating, uh, you know, good, good people. Uh, he did, he did it through, uh, even violence. I mean. One of the coolest scenes was, was finally getting to see him fight Yoda, uh, you know, in the Senate and, 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 you know, he just, he encompasses, uh, he encompasses every, everything you would want in a villain. And, and that's why I think that, and, and again, for someone to, for one actor to kind of portray him through, through all of it and, and to, to be such a definitive voice, uh, plays a big part in that because, um, Gosh, when like when you when we heard his his laugh in the trailer mm-hmm. for Rise of Skywalker, I mean that 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 kind of <laughs> you know rocked mm-hmm. everyone's socks off, uh, and and yeah, he's what can, one more. One, I mean, I know we're gonna get into it, but he he really is like the the guy that was pulling all the strings, and 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 the one that ultimately needed to be defeated to to finally
0: have a true victory and mm-hmm. to move forward. I've always heard it said, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure my ninth grade English teacher, uh, Mrs. Bullock, liked to say this, but uh, she she would basically say something to the effect of a good villain is one you love to hate. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that just encapsulates uh, Emperor Palpatine and partly because there is no room for sympathy for his character. Like you were mentioning Angela, there's like I mean, we have no reason to to know or to even think that he had this this you know struggle and wanted to do the right thing but just you know fell into the wrong crowd and and there there's no build up of sympathy for his character he's just this evil character and we've never seen him in any role except for evil and manipulative and and everything so he's one that that yeah i think that we love to hate because he we we know he's wrong as as kind of the audience and we see his Uh, his his own hate destroying everything around him in fact i mean his hate is what ultimately is what disfigures his own body Mm -hmm. you know and then it's such a triumph when darth vader is redeemed and throws him down the reactor shaft which didn't kill him but you know it it effectively did for 30 some years
1: it was on the plan <laughs> he even had a plan for that <laughs> it's Like, okay if i die or if i appear to die which is interesting what's gonna happen <laughs> um
0: just to just to point this out i i know that i mean the original plan was not necessarily to bring palpatine back into the sequel trilogy but if you pick up the 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 novel for the rise of skywalker expanded edition there's this really interesting scene, and I had looked it up prior to to coming tonight. Was when Ray and Palpatine are facing off on Exegol. There's a point in the novel where it relates that she and Palpatine are so close, and the Force emanating from Palpatine is so strong that she actually picks up some of his memories and relates them in the novel. And so, what what's interesting about that is that. One of the memories that she pulls is him falling down that reactor shaft and the and it relates how basically I'm just going to read just a little bit of it because it's just it's it's kind of fun. Um, So he's relating that he's falling. So falling down a massive shaft, the betrayal sharp and stinging a figure high above black clad and helmeted and shrinking fast. His very own apprentice had turned against him the way he himself had turned against Plagueis, whose secret to immortality he had stolen. So it's implied there that's the end of the quote that I was going to read, but it's implied there that, um, of course, he's connecting it back to his own master, Darth Plagueis, who was referenced in Revenge of the Sith. But the fact of his ability to transfer his consciousness into a clone as a way to achieve immortality is also something that he picked up from Darth Plagueis. So mm-hmm. not just the ability to manipulate chlorians to create life, but also this transfer of consciousness is linked all the way back to Darth Plagueis.
2: I'd like to just for a sec riff off that a little bit because I was actually going to bring up um, related to a couple things that have been said here uh, and I understand that Darth Plagueis, James Lucino's novel, is not canon. However, <laughs> it should be and it almost would have been uh, just, the, I, I think, in the grand scheme of the timing of the, the Disney takeover and everything. Uh, the reason mm-hmm. I bring it up is without ruining the plot of it, going into it, I was curious about a lot of things we've been talking about. Like, is this going to be like, you know, he's just the kid who no one understood? You know what I mean? Because like that's going to dull his character because mm-hmm. basically he's the devil. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. It is yep. just, you know, mm-hmm. just like everything you guys said. And I got to say, I, I remember like I listen to audiobooks a lot when I'm just going around doing stuff. And I actually remember where I was at a lot of times yeah. when a particular part of a book, you know, I don't know if everyone's like that, but uh, it I sticks totally, in yeah. my head yep. <laughs> years later sometimes. So I was, I was at the grocery store, you know, and I never, I was at the grocery store where there's this scene early on. It's really the first, I don't, again, I'm trying not to be specific with it in case anyone hasn't read it, but it's the, you you've you've encountered his character i mean the books about darth plagueis but obviously it starts to very much involve him not too far into it and he's young and and you know plagueis is is seeing him as someone potentially to shape and he has and and you have a little bit of that like you kind of see like okay you know you know he's he seems like a pretty all right kid but it's it's not too like you really like him but he does seem you know just kind of somewhat you know Ordinary. And then this moment comes where he exercises his power for the first time and really takes a human life for the first time. I won't say who it is or anything. And it is creepy because <laughs> as he's doing it, he drops the veil. He's like 17 and he drops the veil. And he says something in there. About like being like this, you know, this beast of darkness kind of and it's just like, oh, OK, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the idea that, you know, this is decades before episode one and he's already he's already who he is mm-hmm. and he's all. Alre- and, and what's so cool about that book is as you go through and this isn't real, really a big surprise of, you know, his character, that book is mostly about him playing Plagueis, mm-hmm. you know, for for decades and supposedly like well, a mastermind Darth Plagueis, like he knows stuff but the whole time it's like palpatine's a little leech you know it's like mm-hmm. he already has his plan and it's just like it was i thought it was so well done and that i i for me it's it's as you say a lot of times father headcanon i'm like nope that's him yep absolutely well, and it, it's just yeah and and to to
0: alleviate your your own thoughts there my thought is as long as it doesn't contradict canon it can totally be canon. So, yeah, that is totally one of those books that nothing in canon contradicts it. So, yeah, feel free to feel free to make it make it head canon.
1: Yeah, um playing off of what you were saying, um well first of all, do y'all have pet names for Emperor Palpatine because I do. Like, you know, <laughs> she, you know, or Palps, I try to avoid using
3: palpy. Shoes, but
1: Palpy. <laughs> yeah. Palpy. Palpy's one, for Pal- sure. Palpy. Um, usually <laughs> Palpy is what I go with. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, he plays a long game. Like, that's one of the interesting things about him, I think. Um, I think that's something that Star Wars fans really like. I mean, we like the cool-looking guys, but we also just like the people that, are really conniving and like, you know, manipulative and, and they have a plan, like everything is in this master plan, you know? Um, And uh, one of the things that's interesting to me about that is so often Palpatine talks about having patience and, um, You know, from a Christian theological perspective, like patience, that's like when St. Paul is talking about love and he's describing love, he talks about patience, like love is Mm -hmm. patient. Um, And I was trying to wrestle with like, why, like, how does that jive with, you know, Palpatine, like, who is super evil, you know, like there's no loving bone in his body you know or whatever you know clone body so um i mean what would you guys say to that like how does the whole like patience thing like really kind of or is it just sort of this anomaly in the whole you know like it's not it's not a christian like you know um i guess work you know star wars um so i don't know i just want to get your take on that
0: i would say that it's not how St. Paul is referring to (laughs) how love is patient. But I would say it's because of his own love of power that he is patient because he's pursuing that self-interest. Right. So it's, so it's, it's love, but it's, it's the twisted love. It's the, it's the obsessive self love or the, well, for him, it's the obsessive love of, of power and, and, you know, control and, um so in that sense his his love is patient but (laughs) but that's not the christian uh way to way to look at it for sure so yeah he's he's obviously a big picture guy
3: you know he Mm -hmm. uh, even like he doesn't even care about you know surface level dark side powers i mean this guy is all about like I, I I know the secret, like we were talking about, like he knows Darth Plagueis' secret to immortality, and he, and he, you know, always teases Anakin with like, oh, I can teach you powers that you can only dream of and, mm-hmm. you know, bring back people to life, you know? So it, it, he is not, you know, you can take any villain in Star Wars canon, you know, I think he'll blow anyone out of the water when it comes to just wanting to, to have like ultimate power and being the ultimate evil and willing to go to the deepest, darkest depths of <laughs> wherever he has to go, uh, to get it. And yeah, I mean, you can call it, yeah, love of the, some love of power or just being, you know, blind with, uh, b- blind with passion for, <laughs> for achieving his, his own self-interest. And then, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's, uh, and that that's also what makes him such a interesting character and, and your curiosity, you know, is, is always like on level 10 when, whenever there's a this scene involving him, because you're like, okay, what is he, every word he says like means something mm-hmm. and, and everything he says is, is either a hint towards his ultimate plan or, um, or it's something where, you know, like, yeah, we know he's not saying the truth here what is he what is he really trying to get at you know wh- whether he's manipulating anakin or um, or whatever and and he says like the the most powerful three words in all of star wars execute order 66 and with those words you know and and within a few minutes you, you wipe out almost this whole <laughs> jedi, mm-hmm. jedi order uh, effectively i mean that is just across the galaxy exactly i mean you have to give
2: you got to give him credit i think it's a de, it's a determination right like it's you know there, there's a resoluteness there mm, mm-hmm. which which it's which is rooted i think in the you know primarily the will you know um and there's a real i think that it's neat because the analog here with 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 satan you know the the and i i I tell my students this all the time when when, when, you know not all the time you know we don't only talk about the devil in my class but we do because (laughs) you know there's some things they need to know and uh and we talk about um i i I, it comes up from time to time you know any given year you know when when this happens but usually there's a point where i get into this conversation with them where i get them i kind of ask them about like the most intelligent you know, a sort of creature that God ever made. And, you know, you see that a lot of them, you know, like, Jesus, like, it's not a creature. You know, like, there's so many catechetical <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, okay, <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm making notes like this is going to be fun. But, you know, <laughs> usually they're, they're like, hey, you know, uh, Mary, you know, and I'm like, no, the devil, yep. you know, and you see them like, what? And we get into this conversation about, you know, intellect, detached, you know, like intellect willingly detached from love is the most dangerous thing there is mm. because it's it's not, you know, knowledge is power. And I'm always like, Mm-mm. <laughs> well, it's not not in a good way, you know, like just just knowing stuff, just having a plan, just really. I've got the will. It's like, what won't you do, you know, mm-hmm. if it's just about willpower? And that's why I love like so, in that sense, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later because I'll just share it now. My favorite scene, I think, with him probably is the opera scene, yeah, because <laughs> it's just such a masterpiece. And I won't, you know, but I th- just the one little thing in particular when Anakin, you know, like he's, he's you know he's poking a little bit. And Anakin tries to you know quote the the Jedi line, you know, we only care about others and everything, and he like looks away at it angrily. And Palpatine <laughs> just he just kind of looks there, and just kind of grins a little bit, you know, like he almost relishes it. Like mm-hmm. he is in no way. Uh, Unsure Of where this is going to go Like he doesn't doubt himself at all He He's enjoying like the, the opportunity To shift tactics a little bit it's like he's playing With them and it's just creepy You know that was one of the things I put down What makes a good villain I, I think when they're scary You know and he's mm-hmm. scary Um, And Andrew mentioned the Joker Earlier I've said this before like it's neat How, how many ways that can manifest Because I think you know like Heath Ledger's Joker I've often said is like something that you're scared Of finding under your bed you know like he's just really creepy but then like then Bane you know in the next movie was wasn't like that he's like you see him coming a mile away and like you can't stop him cuz he's just going to roll over you scary you know and that's what with Palpatine it's this far more insidious and that's I have no doubt why he's Darth Sidious this insidious <laughs> yeah. like he's just he's going to find a way to do what he wants to do and i think that's the the patience thing there it's it's just we'll find a way to achieve what we want. It has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with whether it's right or wrong, you -hmm. know? Yeah. I was going to add, just add to that, that, I mean, that's,
0: that's how Satan operates too. I mean, you know, especially if, if, you know, you are lukewarm in your own faith and, and thoughts, I mean, he'll, he'll just kind of bide his time knowing that, that, you know, he can throw temptations at you, you know, and play a longer game if, if you're going to, you know, succumb to that. And yeah, so the the direct correlation there with, with Satan, I think, is is sure. very apparent and prominent. Still not necessarily the the way that Saint Paul would would like uh <laughs> patience to play out, but <laughs>
1: Oh, definitely. But I had but, I, mean, I had no I had no, um, I had no impression that that was <laughs> in any way like a correlation. I can see like a, like a,
2: like a, like a cross stitch Christian pillar with Palpatine. Like Palpatine is patient. Palpatine is like no, no, no. He's yeah. not brood over injury. I, I think he
1: does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he does. But it's also important
0: to to note that I mean, as especially as we're talking about the the bad and the villainous of. Of Palpatine, but, and, and even as it relates to, to Satan, it's important to know these things because it's, it's exactly, it, I mean, we're fighting the spiritual battle um in our own lives with, with Satan. So, and so to know how Satan operates helps us to resist and to stay on track with, with what is good and what is right and follow, follow what is, uh, follow Jesus and, and, you know, not, not succumb to that. So villains are also important in that they show us you know what happens when you do the wrong and i mean so they have lessons for us in that and and we'll get into to some of those as well so yeah so he's he he's a good character um i wanted to get into a little bit of um just his personality and psychology uh because we've been we we keep talking about it so i mean nothing nothing here is really uh new by any means but i had found a an article Um, there was, there was a a blog that was talking about it, but there's also an article from the, uh, journal of research and personality from looks like it was coming from Vancouver, but, um, it was talking about the dark triad of personality. And so it listed three, three qualities that consist what they call the dark triad, uh, narcissism, uh, Machiavellianism and psychopathy. So for just to to kind of lay what those out in, in more layman's terms, um narcissism is, you know, the the view of of you're thinking only about yourself. It's um you you desire what is grandiose, self-promotion, attention seeking kind of behavior, all based on yourself, your your self-focused. Um Machiavellianism is a trait that is essentially that of someone who manipulates others. And then uh psychopathy uh, and I'm being overly simplistic with these, and this is all um psychology yeah. that 's over my head, but kind of the the simplest way to look at that is is someone who completely lacks empathy and doesn't feel for others and so so this this blog had kind of applied those all to to Palpatine and how he essentially you know has all three of those, and that it really makes him um you know this this huge villain. And we've already kind of talked about it—that he is the master manipulator. He's, you know, pulling all the strings. He's manipulating Anakin. He's controlling both sides of the Clone Wars to to ensure his own rise to power, not only to become Supreme Chancellor in uh, uh, the 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 first um, episode one, but also to become ultimately the the Emperor at the end of, of Revenge of the Sith. But even like we we see him play that. With every character that he encounters, we see it in the rebels finale, where he's trying to manipulate Ezra and get him to to join his family and um, not not ultimately defeat Thrawn in that moment. Um, he's also, of course, narcissist. I mean, he's he's doing all of this for his own power and glory, and he's you know drawing attention to to the fact that he is planning all of this, and then of Mm -hmm. course his obvious lack of empathy and perhaps order 66 is maybe one of the biggest examples of that. But even when he tells Anakin to go kill the younglings and um, I think it was that scene, but um, I'm pretty sure it was because he says, show no mercy and just go and kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. So I just found it interesting that, that in fact in psychology, they're called this, these three traits are called the dark triad. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool that you bring that up because um something that I learned right before um we started recording is that um Ian McDermott actually got a master's degree in clinical psychology, and um so I wanted to know what he, he thought, <laughs> <laughs> what he thought about um Palpatine's psychology, and I found this quote. Um, From Ian McDermott that he said, I like the notion that he didn't have any psychological subtlety or depth, that he was just solidly evil. And the dirtiest word in his vocabulary was friend. I thought that was terrific.
2: Well, that's that's an interesting point, too, because I had written down uh, that exchange. Uh, I didn't really know where it fit in the discussion tonight, but I, I was thinking of in Return of the Jedi, when Vader gives him the lightsaber, he's talking about it and he's walking up. Talking about the plan and everything, and Luke says uh, your overconfidence is your weakness, and he just spins around without missing anything. It says your faith in your friends is yours, and I find it interesting that you know Luke tries that shot, you know, just bounces off him. But the idea that to him, you know, trust, faith, friendship, mm-hmm. anything outside of yourself is is a weakness. You know, that's like his most core thing. That's like that. I just thought that's interesting that that's what he spits out right there seems to reflect that
1: yeah he's like the he's the voice of the dark side right i mean he is how we get to know what the dark side is and anytime that someone has to make a choice for the light side against the dark side it's like making a choice against like just palpatine really like you know, just the essence of Palpatine, um and Palpatine's gospel, you know. Um and so yeah, I mean, even like what you were talking about with Ezra, you know, um, it was Ezra's family that was his quote unquote weakness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I just I think that ultimately what I see in him, and maybe I re I wanna like kind of go with the sort of the flow of the the structure of these character profile episodes that we're doing. But um, I know one thing that we wanted to talk about was the lessons. So is that. go? Is yep, that yep.
0: That's kind okay. of next on the list anyway.
3: Go for it.
1: Yeah. So like with lessons, I think about how like Palpatine teaches me constantly that, you know, he he plays on people's fears a lot of times, um, like Anakin was so afraid for um, for his bride, you know, that. Um, something would happen to her and, you know, he was afraid he, he, he had this connection with his mother. Um, so that was all like, you know, that was all things, those were things that Palpatine capitalized on um, with people. And he, he um, is the ultimate abuser. You know, like we talk about manipulation, but abuser is really like a term that I think is sort of relevant for today that um, you know, when someone is abusive, like they are looking for those points of, you know, fear or whatever it is um, your, your weaknesses and, um, and isolates you, makes you feel like you're alone. You know, that was a big theme in episode nine, like um, that Poe really kind of, I think vocalized um, that, you know, we, we are not alone, but they want us to feel like we're alone. Um, and, and then when you're alone and you feel like you don't have any other options, I think that was kind of part of Anakin's downfall. You know, we don't really talk about that too much, but I really think that he felt like he didn't have any other options. And so he, he chose the dark side because he thought that it was the answer to his problems. Um, and, the, you know, the way that he could help people. Um, but ultimately, when you make a choice based on your fears, then that is never going to be the best choice.
0: I think the balance between looking at community and isolation are are absolutely key here. And, and Palpatine, I, th- I mean, essentially embodies what it's like to be alone you know and he, when you're alone and you you don't have friends the the closest friend quote unquote that he may have had would have been darth vader but he wasn't even a friend and of course darth vader turns on him but what's what's powerful is community and being united to one another and and yeah i actually really appreciate that i watched a bit of rise of skywalker uh this evening and it's also reflected in when Rey is able to defeat Palpatine, when she has all the Jedi, you know, speak to her. And mm. she says, you know, he says, I am all the Sith. And she says, you know, I am all the Jedi and is able to to overcome uh, his force lightning. You know, like that's where strength comes. And I mean, that, and that's so that's so Christian, too. Like we are stronger as a united body of Christ and Satan. Want stuff make us feel isolated and pull us apart from one another. And um, I think we mentioned it before that it, that's diabolical. You know, that's in the Greek to to throw apart. That what Satan does is he wants to separate and isolate, because then exactly your point. When you're isolated, you act um, out of fear and and you you act irrationally or you know and you you make choices that are not what's what's beneficial for for everyone. So. I fully agree. I think Palpatine teaches us like this is what happens if you follow that route to its ultimate conclusion is that it's. I mean, he embodies it physically. I mean, he just looks I mean, he he, he he's meant to look creepy, of course, but mm-hmm. but it's also I mean, it's disgusting to a point, you know, even Rise of Skywalker. He's he's disfigured and, you know, and that's that's kind of a physical manifestation of like. The spiritual aspect of what's going on is that he himself has you know suffered that same sort of disfigurement interiorly. so um, yeah, so there, there's lots lots to learn there, and of course he has no joy. I mean the the joy is is found in in the community.
2: Christian. The only joy. time I, I disagree with you on that a little bit is he really looked like he was having fun throwing those pods and to send it down. That's that's why I <laughs> have to that. say joy, not uh yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. Not happiness. He's like, he's like, he's like <laughs> that nasty little kid on the playground, you know, just like throwing bark or stones or, like or the something.
1: Uh um, right. you know, well, when you he, remember, yeah,
2: he he loves to laugh. He does. Yeah. His, yeah, he's, his he's, laugh he's is he's iconic. Very, he's a very jolly <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think
3: the, you know, the, the biggest lessons that, that, that at least that I learned is, is, you know, learn, learn what to do when, a, when a guy like Palpatine, you know, tries to seduce you, you know, the I mean, first of all, I mean, you learn as, I mean, you learn these lessons as much from like the Jedi and from Anakin than as you do from Palpatine. It's like, okay, where did they fall short? Or did Obi Wan fall short. As um, they let a guy like this, you know, who's just you know throwing out uh, you know ideas of of power and uh, and of like being able to resurrect people from the dead, and you know you can boil that down to anything. I mean, if 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 some sort of influential person comes into your life and all the, all that they have to offer is like stuff that's either materialistic or stuff that's going to hype up your, your ego or um, or something like that, then they, they probably don't have the best of intentions. They're probably only looking out for themselves. Um, and, yeah, it just shows you that even someone as or, or a group of people like, like, like the Jedi, uh, you can relate it to, you know, your community. You can relate it to the... You know, Catholics all over the world as a whole. I mean, there there are moments where you know we we fall short, um, and and we fall short usually because of, you know, not because of one person, but maybe because of some societal you know thing that that has to do, ultimately, with our pride, right? So, um, yeah, and and again, that's I think that's what makes him just pure evil, is because he he and the devil should have that in common. So um so yeah I think to have a villain like that to 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 be an, a a symbol of of that sort of uh you know evil is is like what makes it what makes him s- such a great villain and 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 one that you know will will stand the test of time.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think how do how do you phrase this um question that I have in my mind, but um one of the things that Papatine does is he he gives promises of, and especially when he was trying to um, uh, like climb the ladder in, in the, uh, the galactic Senate, he um, talked a lot about wanting peace. Um, and then, you know, we know that the empire often would use this excuse um, of achieving peace and order as um, sort of, you know, the reason for their awful choices. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, I guess that's another lesson, but I'm not sure how to exactly um, word it, but just that um, I guess power uh, and dom- power, we think of power often at times as like dominance um, over others and that, that's a quick and easy way to sort of like achieve um um you know an answer to a problem or whatever, but oftentimes um that's really not you know what is needed you know that what what is needed i guess like in order to have true and lasting peace is to like have unity right mm-hmm. and to have like um mutual understanding, and that takes more than just quick and easy you know dominance it takes a lot of hard work you know and and communal interaction so Mm -hmm. yeah just another thought
0: well and peace is not just the absence of war right so so yeah yeah i was as you were talking i I was just thinking of the 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 phrase absolute power corrupts absolutely you know and, and he's just he embodies that and um you know someone yeah so someone like like him he's he's saying what people want to hear like he's you know when he's promoting wants to to find peace he doesn't mean it i mean and we know that but of course the, the characters don't
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: but that's but that's again goes back to his his manipulative personality and how cool would it have been you know if we had gotten the prequels first and we didn't know
3: he was <laughs> uh, you know a bad you guy know. Uh, they they could have really played that really well, uh, uh, you know, if they still did, like, nine movies. Mm-hmm. Um, man, to have it been like that. But, but yeah, because, yeah, the whole time we're like, oh, my gosh, like,
0: come on, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. And yeah. Everyone falls for it. And- well, <laughs> that that made the prequels almost uh, like a Shakespeare tragedy. Like, we knew mm. yes, it was absolutely. going to mm-hmm. this point. And it's like, I mean, you just, you couldn't, you couldn't you couldn't not watch it. You know, yeah. I was, I was even, I was watching uh, a bit of revenge of the Sith too. And I, I found it interesting how many just little points of humor that they throw into that movie because it's so dark, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, and it had to be, but it was just like, we know where this, this wreck is going. And, but you kind of, you gotta, you gotta see it through. Cause we, 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 we know where it ultimately goes and, and, evil is ultimately defeated uh, as it as it always is it would have been quite the surprise though to to like oh that the, the nice the nice senator from naboo <laughs> yeah um let's jump into the other the other thing that i wanted to throw out this one um just kind of what what's your favorite qualities of this particular character and i i i guess i'll preface this that it this one it can be as off the wall as as you want, because you know I don't entirely suspect that we're going to find his evil characteristics our f- favorite. So, um, what 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 do you guys like best about Palpatine?
2: His his style, of humility later in life, and hold on, <laughs> let me let me explain his his robes. Near the end of pre the prequels, I'm literally just coming up with this off the top of my head because everything else I had down <laughs> we already talked about. It. His robes at the end of the prequels were a little more ornate. If you look, there's some a little bit more to him. But you know, by the time he gets to return of the Jedi, he's just just a simple black one with that little brooch. You know, <laughs> that's not too fancy. Well, actually, no. Now I correct myself because then one the ones he's wearing in Rise of Skywalker are more, like more regal, and I think they're even like reddish. So so i don't know i I don't i don't really know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) the the voice the voice was the main thing i I just his voice was always the main thing about him that just it's i get the same reaction every time i hear it (laughs) yeah i I was i was gonna say his voice and 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 he's just so like
3: quotable i mean (laughs) he's one of the most quotable like uh, just characters in movie history. You know, whenever I, I, I'm in, like, a group chat with some friends, I, I, I often find many opportunities to find, like, uh, a Palpatine gif to you know, to send it. Because usually you can find one that applies to almost any conversation. Well, anytime someone has to do something. Yeah, do it. Uh, <laughs> do it.
1: <laughs> unlimited power. Yeah, yes. there's just so many things, so
3: many quotes and, and sayings and uh, his laugh and it's like that's another thing too he's like he has transcended obviously his you know the, the, the movies he's part of pop culture mm-hmm. and, and as is like Darth Vader and, and all the other iconic villains um, in movie history and but you know at the same time we can talk about how evil he is and then at the same time how funny you know his his character is uh, at times and, and how he's how we can sort of uh you know laugh about him and 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 he can be like this
2: sort of pop culture icon Uh, one thing before i forget one thing because it's something andrew said one thing that you can't quote him on because it's it's like it's too creepy is like the and i I mentioned this he does it a few times especially when he's talking to anakin but that really like creepy like you know almost like he's really in like relishing and like enjoying and devouring and sort of um, like feeding on the dark side thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yes. like, I'd like to hear, he's like, you know, are you going to kill me? And he's like, I'd, I certainly like to. And he's like, I know you would. You know, that, okay. <laughs> so I tried that once, like, someone's going to the store. If someone's like, you know, you're going like, you to go to the store. Or like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like someone's <laughs> like, I'm going to go to the store. I'd like to go to the store. i like, <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so lower the uh, top. With that there oh, yeah that's so gross he's creepy
1: <laughs> yeah i think you guys covered it for me um the quotes the uh just the fact that we get to see him sort of become what he is um in a way and also i think one of the things that i very much enjoy about his character is the throne and just like s- sitting on the throne and just observing everything like uh like just in how he enjoys himself and like his superiority like so much it's just i don't know there's just something it's kind of like what you were saying like how you just love to hate like
2: yeah mm-hmm. well do you remember Ky- kylo spinning on it on the lego special like the <laughs> special we just watched <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's like like you know
1: coaching through <laughs> it he's like
2: it's spinning you're like <laughs> oh best emperor in the galaxy
0: um my my favorite quality of him is as i love his ability to use force lightning and Mm -hmm. and just kind of in in a general sense and and i think uh part of it is is i mean so rise of skywalker when he like is able to shoot lightning into the into the sky and like disable all the ships is just like really cool uh, but also, I think for me that that harkens back to like playing some of the the Star Wars video games, like um, Jedi Outcast, where you could learn Force mm-hmm. abilities, and I really like to learn Force lightning to take out the stormtroopers. Yeah. So <laughs> I use it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so that'd be my my favorite quality about him. Uh, and then kind of our last little section is what is your favorite moment? And we've sort of possibly already talked about this, but let's share them again if you if you got them.
1: Um, for me, I would say. I wasn't sure about this, but then I rewatched episode nine and I know people have a lot of issues with that movie, but, um, but, um, um, and this could be, this could be like a Ray moment too, but I really like, I don't know why I didn't remember this particular moment as much, but watching it. When she is encountering him on Exegol, and she's talking to him, and he is trying, really trying to get get to her, and she says, all that you want is for me to hate, but I won't, not even you. And he says, weak, like your parents. So, I don't know, I just, I really, I think ultimately, like, I think that's probably my favorite Palpatine moment because it's so like epitomizes what his character is about. Like, that she's saying, you know, all you want for me to do is to hate you. And throughout the movie, like, she is really kind of fighting that because she realizes what he did to her parents and everything. And that is like the source of her pain, right? Like, that's a key part of Ray's character. But ultimately, like, I think to me that kind of just speaks to like Palpatine ultimately doesn't have power, you know, like I guess that moment kind of reminds me like ultimately Satan, you know, doesn't have power over me. Like no matter how hard like Satan could try, you know, to get at me, ultimately it's my choice. So I really liked that moment. And I'm going to say that that's my favorite Palpatine moment.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, for me, I already kind of I mentioned it a little bit, but the um, the opera scene in Revenge of the Sith, but but specifically the temptation aspect of I mean that's what the whole scene's about, but really the the way he goes about it, and I if I had to pick one particular part of it, it's uh, and it's hard to pick one particular part, you know, but the uh, the way he when he goes into the Darth Plagueis the Wise story. The way it's like chummy and like, you know, he had such a knowledge of the dark side. It's like this, you know, Oh man, you know, it's like I caught a fish last week. You know, it's it's the idea of of like the the normalizing of evil when evil is is just evil and it will destroy you and you need to completely like, you know, resist the devil and he'll flee from you, you know. Uh, Your enemies prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour, you know, like it's and there's even an old uh, I forget what it was. There's an old. um, You know, folktale type thing about I forget all the details, but it's like the kids, you know, on the mountain and he needs help. And there's like a rattlesnake, you know, and he's 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 hesitant to listen to it, but he finally listens. And it's like this whole thing where it's like helping him all along the way. And when they're finally like free of the whatever the conflict was, I forget it. If I'm butchering this um, and it bites him, you know, and he's dying. And he's like, why would you do it? And it's like, you knew what I was the moment you saw me, (laughs) that idea of like that, that long play. And that that's, that's, he's just, he's this viper and he's just sitting there and coiling around Anakin. And it's like, Anakin, you should leave right now. (laughs) You know, it's like somewhere in you, you, something in you is telling you this is off. You know, he's driving a wedge between you and Obi-Wan, you know, it's, it's the dividing, you know like oh well, i'm not really trusting them why did they ask you to do something you know it's <laughs> and it's so yeah so i i that scene is just such a masterpiece yeah i uh that's a great scene i
3: mentioned um you know his his battle with with yoda was was pretty awesome that's that's up there for me um and uh i, I the the scene i mean the scene where he ultimately lies to anakin Uh, which puts like the final, you know, nail in the coffin. And he goes from Anakin to Darth Vader when he tells him that, uh, it's seems in your anger, you killed her, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that, I mean, that moment there. And then, and then we get the classic, no, (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
2: I love that for many different reasons, but, um, (laughs)
3: I mean, yeah. You, by the way,
2: have you ever seen that in other languages? Because it's actually yes. bad. It's, like, it's better. It's like it's, it's, Spanish. It it's really in Spanish. It's better and in French. It's something about them trying to ape the James Earl Jones. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. That, it's the that scene is the gift
3: that keeps on giving for sure. Um, but yeah, that scene. I mean, ultimately, because we, I mean, the end of that that movie. I mean, it's so soul crushing, and and it's so like tragic. It's tragically beautiful Mm -hmm. i mean the the ending of that 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 film and um uh that scene you know right there is like you just get all of palpatine in like those few moments it's it's Mm -hmm. it's like he he got what he wanted you know he, he he has he has anakin and uh he just you know anakin has one you know his probably his last you know line as anakin you know when he's asking about padme uh and then with him lying to him you know just totally you know it's i mean palpatine risked his own life because vader almost i mean killed everyone in that in that room right you know uh so uh it it just shows like uh, how far he was willing to go and, and how his plan came to be. And it it just encapsulated
0: everything he was, he was working towards. Yeah. So for, for my favorite moment, then I'm going to go on the flip side of that, that uh, his demise at the end of return of the Jedi, you know, and, and where he's, and because, because it's, it's, it's pivotal for, for Anakin and Darth Vader's characters, you know, when, when Palpatine is using his force lightning to just, to attack Luke and you can see the the visible battle going on within Vader of you know, do I save my son or do I stick with the Emperor? And then he picks him up and throws him down the reactor shaft. So and that was yeah, so that that was uh just a, a huge moment for Vader. Um I also just really love lightsaber battles, so I would also say that his battle with Yoda especially when yeah, yeah like he's throwing the Senate pod yes. things at yoda
2: it's yeah it's it's an awesome scene and i did i sent everybody in the group here earlier the uh the meme you know the the shooting stars meme that was so popular a few years ago i I still can't get over it when he does the corkscrew <laughs> thing at the mace window and all of them and it's just him corkscrewing <laughs> through space and it concludes with him taking out hosnian prime so it's you know so go go if you haven't seen it just yeah, yeah. Shooting stars, Palpatine. It's 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 a good minute and a half. It really is.
0: <laughs> Any other final observations on Palpatine that you guys would like to to
2: point out or share? He's the he's the best worst. I don't know <laughs> how, how to say it. He's yeah. he's the worst. <laughs> I think that's a great way to he, say it.
1: He literally <laughs> yeah. like sucks the life out of him <sighs> and Ray at the end of nine. No. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like. I don't know. I just thought that was so awesome, but also like creepy and gross, and just like very consistent with who he is. Like just mm-hmm. literally sucking the life out of
0: you.
3: <laughs> yep. So
1: yeah, amazing character.
0: Yeah,
3: and my only thing is like I I know I don't I don't hope for seeing that character come up again. You know, obviously I think we're. It's time to move on, and and he's had his time. But I wonder if, um, you know, I wouldn't mind like if uh, you know, eventually we'll, we're going to get some sort of you know films or TV shows set you know after the rise of Skywalker. So I wonder if any villains, you know, in those in those movies or, or shows will 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 you know kind of like Kylo who 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 used Darth Vader as his idol might look to Palpatine as theirs, and you know maybe get a few nods and maybe uh you know maybe a few little tidbits more
0: you know about his character's mythology i want to get more into uh, well and we, we'll see where where this goes but well actually the acolyte the tv show that's yes. coming mm-hmm. could could potentially tie into the rise of sure. of of palpatine mm-hmm. so so yeah so there there's there's definitely i think some of that maybe coming but yeah not him in the spotlight quite like he's been and and i think that's that's just fine so that is going to be it for our discussion on Palpatine. We've got a few other things to, to mention before we officially wrap up. The first of the first thing is, is that we have a raffle winner for the, the official Art of Mandalorian Season 1 book. We did a random drawing of all of you listeners who sent us an email, and our winner is Lorenza M. So uh, congratulations, Lorenza, and thank you for listening to us and to the show, and stay tuned as... I'm sure in the future we're going to have more raffles and prizes to give away as certain uh, holidays and stuff come up. So thanks for listening. And I will send out the Art of the Mandalorian season one book this
2: coming week. So look for that. Look for that soon. Do you guys have that, by the way? I got I got it for Christmas. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's awesome. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. Um, there, There's Join one. Yep.
0: <laughs> I want to say there's one coming for season two as well. And and. Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, the, the the art books of of anything, <laughs> whether it's Star Wars or other other fandoms, yeah. they're they're phenomenal. So this is this is a really cool a cool book to add to your collection. <laughs> we also got an email uh, from Lee D. who said, uh, "Hi guys, I was finally able to catch up on season two of The Mandalorian, as well as your podcast reviews. Amazing job, insightful and entertaining as always." I was however a little d- disappointed that the tie launching sequence from this episode was totally overlooked as a homage to Katie Sackhoff's portrayal of Starbuck on Sci-Fi's Battlestar Galactica from back in the early 2000s. Totally a Viper launching from the hangar deck. Keep up the <laughs> great work. So, I have not ever seen Battlestar Galactica. I knew that she was in it, oh, so yeah. I can I'll, I'll claim ignorance on that one, but
1: I had definitely heard about that Reference, um, but since yeah, since I don't, I haven't watched Battlestar Galactica, I, I didn't mention it.
0: My brother would be irritated with me because he does love
2: Battlestar Galactica, so I should probably pick it up. Well, now now I'm ashamed because I we did my brother and I did a binge, you know, a couple of years back, so I I should have I should have thought of that. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> totally my fault. I'll take that. <laughs>
0: uh, cool. Well, that is it from us. Uh, listeners, what are your thoughts and opinions on Emperor Palpatine? Definitely let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, do you think that he was a good villain and, and just in general, what were your thoughts on Palpatine? You can comment on our Facebook or Twitter page and let us know. You can send us an email and that email address is starwars at sqpn.com. And you can find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and on Twitter at sqpn. And as always, we would like to take a moment now to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Bruno C., Andres W., Michael R., Matthew K., and Teresa H. Now is definitely a great time to become a Star Wars patron if you are not already one. Thanks to a generous gift from a StarQuest supporter, when you start a new Patreon monthly pledge at sqpn.com slash give, the first three months will be matched by an equal amount from our donor. So if you become a new patron at $10 per month, after three months, our donor will give $30 to StarQuest to support all of our shows, including this one, making your gift go even further. So if you've at all been thinking about becoming a StarQuest patron, now is definitely the time, and visit sqpn.com slash give today to become a patron. Also, of course, be sure to subscribe to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player, so that way you don't miss an episode when we release them. And you can find SQPM, SQPN on uh, YouTube. Just search for SQPN and make sure to subscribe there. And hit the bell to receive notifications for new episodes. You can also find previous episodes of The Secrets of Star Wars by going to sqpn.com star wars. And we will be back in two weeks where we will continue these character profiles by taking a deeper look into the chosen one himself, uh, Darth Vader, um, Anakin Skywalker, uh, his character. So until next time, Angela Silana, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Star Wars.
1: It was strangely a pleasure <laughs> to talk about <laughs> Palpatine. <laughs>
0: uh, Mike Creevy, thank you for joining us this evening as well. Always a pleasure. And Andrew Hermes, thanks for joining us, too. Thanks for having me. And once again, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest.